Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for joining the Frontier Freedom Hour, where we stand boldly for faith, family, and freedom from the western United States to coast to coast, north to south. South, it comes and starts from the west and goes on out. We're going to continue to protect and advance the principles that help settle the western United States faith, family, and freedom that make this country great. And even if the coasts and the big cities are going to push leftist, socialist agendas, we're going to stand strong for we know what makes America great. Joining me now on the line is Dr. Bolek Kabbalah, assistant professor of American politics at Colorado Christian University. Dr. Kabbalah, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's great to be with you. You come from a very unique background. Uh, <laughs> you attended some of the Ivy Leagues, the big ones, Yale, well, uh, and and have a history there. And now you teach at Colorado Christian University. Give us insight on yeah. higher education right now, especially as it relates to the elite. So we look at Harvard, Yale, Princeton. We look at those schools and go, gosh, they're, they're producing the the leaders of this nation. And then we see in the news that Yale won't even allow Alliance Defending Freedom to host a free speech event. Uh, the Yale law students interrupted it and had yeah. to be escorted out by police. And you go, well, those are the leaders of our country. Those elite institutions, they don't even understand what free speech is. Tell us what's happening in higher education, Dr. Kabbalah. Yeah, um, you know, and um, I appreciate it. I joke that I survived some of those institutions and the issues that you're describing um, are real. Uh, they're very troubling. Um, and it, it's not even you know, completely shutting down free speech um, as is happening um, at Yale Law School, but you've had incidents where housemasters at Yale, so just a, a couple years ago, were, were intimidated um, over really innocuous uh, comments suggesting kids should not be overly offended by Halloween uh, costumes. I mean, I, I think, Mr. Hunt, that higher education is, is in crisis, and you can see it especially at these places they used to be considered uh, established uh, harvard we jokingly referred to it as the kremlin on the charles uh, yale the ivy leagues I, I think there's been an abandonment um, of any kind of commitment uh, to open inquiry uh, to the idea uh, that there can be civil discourse um, across deep difference um, and so it's not that that you don't have classic liberals or conservatives at these places but the ones that i know are are living in fear are not willing uh, to, to speak their minds. And it, it goes very deep. I mean, it's foundational. Um, I think we could talk about this at greater length if you'd like. It goes back to very specific 20th century ideas that have kind of won out when it comes to administrations and how these uh, places are run. But, but I completely agree with you. There's been an abandonment of any openness to a free exchange of uh, ideas uh, any any commitment to individual rights, so it, it's very troubling. What happened? It was about freedom, man. You go yeah. back to Berkeley yeah. in the '60s and '70s. It was about free speech. It's about we're gonna just allow people to express themselves, oh, yeah. right? And now we're at almost like a, a a communist dictatorial where you you can't do anything unless they approve it ahead of time. What happened to the liberals? What happened to the yeah. leftists? What happened to the yeah. cool hippies, Bullock? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I think, uh, you know, you're absolutely right to say that this is a shift within liberalism. I mean, liberalism, which historically has a commitment to individual rights and, you know, the free exchange of ideas is what leads to empowerment. I mean, I think there's a real shift uh, in the 60s and it goes back to the 1930s. If we're really looking at it, uh, we want to consider some German ideas that are coming out of the Frankfurt uh, Institute. Uh, but but there's a shift that happens from openness to now repressive tolerance, basically, for some of these folks, means free speech is just a cover. Um, it's just a different way to oppress and, and dominate, uh, which, as I see it, is, is not true uh, empirically. Uh, I mean, shutting down speech does not lead to a thriving academic uh, community. I mean, that's why I love CCU. We can have uh, debates here about, you know, was Lincoln a, a good president or not? Was FDR a statesman? Or not, and people aren't threatened by that. Uh, you, we welcome an openness to a broad spectrum of of opinion. So I think it's a shift uh, in liberalism among very influential uh, liberals, looking back to, to thinkers from the 1930s, and and that's where we have to engage. I think as conservatives and and. and engage on that level. So at Colorado Christian University, we often talk about what's happened to higher education because we're dealing with this every single day. We've had uh, parents that that come to us. We've had 13, 12, 13 years of record enrollment at CCU, while a lot of other colleges are struggling. But what Don Sweet and the president of CCU would often say is that what universities used to be about, what made them great, was Christ, character, and competency. So most... Schools were founded in this nation as seminary training centers. So they were founded on truth. So if you don't Mm -hmm. have truth, what are you teaching students, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So we start with truth, and they got rid of that. So we're going to get Jesus out of these seminaries. That's old thinking. We need to get Jesus out of these seminaries or out of these colleges. (laughs) Uh, We're enlightened. We're going to talk about, you know, but they don't have truth. They don't have truth. You don't have Christ. You don't have truth. You don't have the Bible. You don't have truth. So that is the foundation. And I think a lot of us would go, you know, the heart of any good school, especially a Christian school, is the theology program. If we don't get that right, and you allow just, you know, crazy ideas into your school, if we're not going to take the Bible seriously, we're going to take Christ seriously, well, then everything else is going to fall apart. So uh, Christ won, and then character, they can't tell you what it means to be a good person anymore. A university can't. And then now we're at the place, so they've lost Christ, they've lost character. Now they're at the place of losing competency. So they can't even tell you what a man or what a woman is. They can't tell you how to be a good employee, how to manage budgets, because, you know, everything's just up in the air. We're just, that's what's happened to colleges. So why is Colorado Christian University so important for the future of this country? Well, and again, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, let me say, I think there are a few folks at these places who are, you know, holdouts. So whether you're talking about Stephen Smith or Brian Garston, David Bromwich at Yale, I think some folks see the trends and are really alarmed. But to me, you know, Colorado Christian University is so special because, as you say, we are emphasizing that unity of knowledge where, you know, we're not just minds, but we learn with our hearts as well. And Christ speaks into that. And so there's a unity there that President Sweeting has been willing to uh, recognize. I mean, I I completely agree with you. Our introductory politics course, where we're really excited to have 10% of last semester's intro politics class collaborating on peer-reviewed articles. Now, one of the things we emphasize is that irony that, you know, in the 1600s, you do have universities that are being founded as seminaries, as training grounds for future leaders 
who are Christ-centered and understand you can't separate knowledge from faith from the emotions the way some people today would, would like to do. So I think CCU is at a critical moment and poised. Uh, I mean, it's already a leader, but it's poised in a unique way to just, you know, carry on that uh, momentum because, you know, Mr. Hunt, people are seeing the collapse of what used to be referred to as mainstream academia. So when CCU stands up for character, uh, when it stands up for the unity of, of faith and, and knowledge. I mean, if I could just give this example, the American Political Science Association has this long list of, you know, what are civic engagement programs? And you can go look at Tulane, you can go look at uh, Stanford, with very few exceptions, civic engagement programs as sponsored by the American Political Science Association are not talking about character at all. I mean, how can you engage with fellow citizens if we're not going to talk about the virtues, if we're not going to talk about educating the heart. So I just think that the fact that CCU is willing to do that and is willing to be interdisciplinary and, you know, combine practice and theory in this unique way that we do. I mean, you and Tom Copeland, the work you guys are doing with internships and the Western Conservative Summit, so inspiring. What other school in the nation do you see where you can have access to that and read Plato's Republic and Aristotle's Ethics and these great seminal texts at the same time. So I see CCU as just totally foundational for the next 20, 25 years of, you know, whatever the positive trend is in higher education. We've only got a few minutes left, about a minute. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Bullock or Dr. Kabbalah, uh, no worries, you are yeah. an assistant professor of American politics. Why is it necessary for American politics to have Christ-centered leaders. Why is it so important yeah. for a political uh, effort to have Christ and conservatism and constitutionalism at its center? Absolutely. And I think the answer is it's because you know, theology and a Christian underpinning was central to our founding. That's not to say every founder was a Christian. I have my doubts about uh, Thomas Jefferson, but certainly Roger Sherman, some of the most influential folks who bring about the Connecticut Compromise, they are believers. They're evangelical believers. And I think it's so important because there's a misconception out there about freedom of speech and separation of church and state. We're told sometimes as Christians, you can't bring your faith into the public square. You need to check that at the door. Nothing could be further from the truth in terms of how our system is set up. So I think if we can kind of plant this seed in intro American politics courses that, you know, as citizens who also are Christians, we need to share in public life. We need to share our faith. That would be a huge boost. Dr. Kabbalah, thank you so much. These are the types of thinkers that students at Colorado Christian University are trained by. Really, genuinely, a unique university, the Lantern of the Rockies, pro-life view, Jesus, 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 Colorado Christian University. We are intent on preparing the next William Wilberforce, Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan conservative leader to come from Colorado Christian University, and they need to be able to lead all aspects of our communities, not, not just the president. We think the president of the United States will eventually come from CCU, uh, but the Supreme Court, Congress, senators, city council, county commissioners, every aspect of our country needs to be led by Christian conservatives, and Colorado Christian University is on a mission to prepare that. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the Frontier Freedom Hour hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. You can get more information by visiting centennial.ccu.edu. God bless you all. Till next week.